0: Welcome to the Holistic Life Mastery Show. I'm your host, Ronnie Landis, and really excited to share yet again another incredible conversation with a luminary, a legend, and a leader in their particular field of expertise in transformation, holistic health, and spiritual development. And This guest is a very special guest and also like so many of my guests is a very good friend of mine someone that I consider to be a brother a colleague and Someone that I just love having expansive conversations with. His name is Shannon Graham and I think this is the third time that Shannon has been on this podcast since it debuted in 2016. We've known each other for you know since 2016, 2017, something of that nature. Shannon is a wealth of insight, wisdom, and deep experiential knowledge when it comes to personal growth, entrepreneurship, um, elite performance mindset, and he's also someone that works with elite performers. In many different fields, CEOs of major companies, corporations, athletes, performers, um, entrepreneurs, other coaches. He's really a stellar human being on many accounts. I was just at his house with his beautiful wife about a week ago having dinner and really dropping in just you know before Christmas and just getting caught up on all the amazing things that he's up to. And it's a pleasure and an honor to be able to showcase his wisdom. And what's cool about this episode is that we did it in his Tesla. So we just hopped into his Tesla instead of going into a recording studio. We hopped into his Tesla, hit record, and really produced an incredible conversation just between two men. And the things that we get into are really, really fascinating. We go deep into the mindset of an elite performer, overcoming self-sabotage, the quantum physics of transformation, deleting outdated belief systems, receiving the abundance of life's infinite supply, and ultimately living a life of freedom. And I think you're going to really, really enjoy this conversation. It's very honest, authentic, and just super interesting i've listened to it about two or three times myself while editing it and have pulled out a lot of nuggets for myself and i know that you will too so without further ado enjoy this conversation between me and shannon graham shannon graham welcome to the holistic life mastery podcast thank you so much for having me so we are sitting in shannon's tesla decided to do an impromptu podcast here and I've never done a podcast in someone's car let alone their Tesla so I figured hey let's go for it (laughs) it's a blazing hot Texas day but it's perfect it's perfect yeah 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 so we we did a podcast like so many years ago we've known each other for for many years occupying a lot of the same circles and communities and there's a, there's a lot we can get into. We've had a lot of really interesting conversations since you you and your partner recently moved here to Austin just shy of a month ago. Yeah, and then you and I have been reconnecting. And so there's a lot of things that I want to pick your brain on. but before we do, like how's the integration in Austin been? Uh, man, you know, it's been awesome because there's such amazing people
1: here. Um, there's such amazing growth happening here and uh, yeah I've really just been loving it hmm
0: yeah what what for you what is it about Austin for you that feels like home in this stage of life well
1: I, I in this season of my life certainly uh, friends and community is is more of a priority than ever. And all of my friends and community from California have all moved here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, uh, yeah, that re-engaging with them and and having that be part of my life is definitely important. Um, And yeah, that's definitely a major part for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm wanting to get a little bit into your backstory. So, so Shannon, Shannon's someone I would say is extremely successful as an entrepreneur, as a coach, uh, um, a mentor, a leader really, and none of that really does it justice. And we'll get into some more of the like details of what that looks like and how that manifests through you and your work and a very, very big vision type of thinker. Uniquely big vision like visions in the sense that Most people might have the idea or inkling but would never approach that would never consider that as a realistic Viable option no matter how much money they may have. It's just not something they would say. Oh, yeah I'm gonna do that and actually do it I'd love to know Where did that come from? Did you always have that or is that something you developed? Just so that I can answer your question uh,
1: specifically, do you mean where did the vision come from or where did... The vision,
0: ambition, like that drive?
1: Yeah. Well, the the vision came from, I think, just me being able to see the world differently than it is. Mm. Um, But more specifically, to see it more in alignment with its potential. And then to have kind of ideas about how to bring it closer from where it is to that Mm. um, and then kind of also follow that up with a a belief system that not only can I have the idea but I can be the one
0: that um, moves it forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Were there any particular like things in your childhood or formative years that like catalyzed any like major turning points? Uh,
1: Well, certainly uh, when I was young, uh, I got exposed to some self-improvement material Mm -hmm. in my kind of mid to late teens, and that made a big, big difference on my mindset and uh, on my personal habits, uh, belief systems, and so I would say that that definitely is a major contributor.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to probe into like the psychological development, just as the foundation, and especially for anyone listening to. I know for me, I've been exposed to every spectrum of transformation, personal development, like every single conversation in that realm, and I've also had to witness a lot of the the anti-self, or the the negative self-talk, or the the contradicting, opposing. Dialogues that come in, no matter how much self development work I've done or that I'm aware of. Yeah. So, so I like, for me, I'm always trying to like tap into somebody's mindset and their heart set. And like, what, what, I guess, another way of putting it, you know, speaking about like self sabotage, that's something I actually wanted to talk to you about. So, we'll just go right into it. Um this idea of self sabotage or self defeating habits patterns thought loops like if we have a vision, we have goals um and we're making forward progress to it it does seem at least in my experience and a lot of people that I work with as you build momentum there's an opposing force that sometimes comes in to confront that Uh yeah, I think that that can be true. Um, You know,
1: self-sabotage is is certainly um, a very real thing. And I think a lot of what that stems from is somebody's um, identity.
0: Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Because
1: belief systems are really typically a side effect of an identity. Mm, mm. And so uh, it's, it's difficult to live in a reality... That is contradictory to your mm. identity mm. for too long. Mm-hmm. Once it gets past a certain kind of breaking point, then the subconscious kicks in and says, "No, no, no! This is not right. We gotta get. We gotta change this back to what it should be." Mm. So, what it should be, therein, therein lies the secret, um, which is kind of like that identity. Is important to shift before you embark on the journey um, because that's what's gonna allow those moments where potentially the journey could go like in a self sabotage type of way yeah it's yeah. going to go in a
0: different path mm. where it only continues to get better and better mm. okay thank you beautifully put I want to talk more about what you just said as a practical like roadmap Of setting up your quote-unquote identity in other words how you identify with yourself and your your patterns and your behavior your mode of operation Um, I'm curious for you like did you is this something that was pretty straightforward for you did you already kind of conceive and believe and and operate with a certain identity or has it been like most people has it been a little bit of a fumbling process
1: Oh yeah, it's been a fumbling, okay, That's what I wanted. Fumbling get to process yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I am I'm certainly not immune. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I, I may have some unique uh, gifts and and perspectives and things like that, but you know, as far as some of the very common mindset traps that many of us fall into, uh, I'm I'm definitely not immune. And so, mm-hmm. uh, the biggest one, or, or certainly one of the biggest ones for me, has been this this concept mm. and the identity and, and the. The energy of worthiness,
0: mm. mm-hmm. uh,
1: because I found that like what we get, uh, what we allow, and mm. not just what we get, but how much we get, mm. um, how much we keep, mm. and and how gracefully we can mm. receive, mm. Mm. all of that uh, kind of directly points towards someone's worthiness, mm. um, and so for me, again, I, I went from a, uh, there was phases, stages of it, mm-hmm. of like, well, I'm, I just don't deserve it, mm-hmm. to, okay, I deserve it, but it has to be really hard, mm. to, okay, I deserve it, and it can be more than what I've experienced before, and there can be some grace. Mm. There can be some ease mm-hmm. in the in the receiving of that. Yeah. So it's these layers. And, and it's been fun to play with because it's this these fun dimensions of like, okay, can I allow a little bit more in this dimension? Mm-hmm. Can I stretch a little bit more in this dimension? And then as you stretch these different dimensions, the whole container expands. Mm-hmm. And it creates mm-hmm. for a, a very um, beautiful uh, reality.
0: Yeah, so yeah. long as we don't sabotage it. That's right. As, as long as we don't get in the way. So you work, with, you work with a lot of types of people, and I know that you work with a lot of what we would call high performers or very successful entrepreneurs, CEOs, um, which are all just human beings, right, that have the same struggles and same thoughts and same dynamics that anyone else does, just maybe at a more intensified and amplified level what are what are some of the biggest like I guess strengths and also complementary challenges do you find with people you work with
1: well certainly one of the strengths they have is that they're visionary Mm -hmm. they all have a really scary ability to see the world different and better than it currently is and what's beautiful about that is they all have different visions so Some of them, for example, have created the world's first platform for ending video game addiction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another is a, a fintech startup that focuses on financial empowerment for Hispanic immigrants. So... They all have visions of seeing the world as better. It just so happens that their perspective and their slant on what better means mm-hmm. or looks like is different. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful because eventually you get these overlapping concentric circles um, and the whole world improves as a as a result. So certainly vision is one of them. Uh, but I would also say a growth mindset because they're smart mm. enough to know that you can't solve your problems with the same level of thinking that created them right so it's one thing to have the vision but it's another thing to become the person who can actually Mm. figure out Mm. the way to create that and not just the way to create that but the way to create that um, the most gracefully Mm -hmm. the most effortlessly Mm -hmm. the most collaboratively the most synergistically the most um, sustainably yeah um, so yeah, that, the vision plus the growth mindset, I would say are really the big factors.
0: Where's some of the challenges that you find with these, these individuals?
1: Uh, I think many of them have some type of internal hangup as far mm. as, you know, who they believe they are mm. or who they believe they're not. Mm. Um, and, mm-hmm. some of them will have habits that maybe are, mm, detrimental yeah
0: um,
1: or at least not complementary
0: vices addictions yeah things yeah. like that mm-hmm.
1: um, and it doesn't even have to be that intense it's just something that that will cause them to detract from mm. being the best version of themselves yes you know yes so um, it's about helping them kind of get clear on what those are mm. because often you know if the, the vices and habits, tend to be things that we're not even aware of. Um, so if there's a level of unawareness, then to bring, kind of shine the light on it, and then create clarity about how to shift that and, and make it mm. something new and different.
0: And maybe we're aware of it, but we don't know what the actual impact it's having.
1: Yeah, I I think that's true. Uh, I would also say that sometimes it's hard for people to know how to change. Right. And so... They may, mm. they may have some level of awareness of the impact, um, but they shy away from opening to a new chapter simply because mm. there's likely something that needs to happen as far as like looking at themselves mm. and reconciling mm-hmm. some part of themselves. And that's yeah. not necessarily beautiful or, or easy, right. The, the outcome is mm. a beautiful. Um, but you know, sometimes to, to face the sides of ourself that are uh, that are wounded or that are uh, you know disconnected, mm. um, that's mm-hmm. that's not necessarily something we we wake up in the morning excited to do. Right. Uh, and yet, it tends to be like the small hinge that swings the big door yep. when it comes to just about everything.
0: What I what I find is like we're dealing with momentum. And we can have like a positive momentum force and a negative momentum force. And the negative momentum force is easy, it's seductive, it's easily accessible. Um, the positive takes longer upfront effort and investment, but ultimately it can carry you, right? And I feel like that that sometimes is the, the challenge is we've developed certain we've developed a certain amount of momentum in a certain direction that it's almost like we get we to pull back it creates a certain inertia that I imagine like as an entrepreneur as an ambitious person who probably thrives on momentum it's hard to feel that gap yeah yeah that that gap can
1: for some people really be like take you out of the game Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah I would agree with that
0: yeah what what um, I'm just really curious like what what is your approach to, whether it's yourself or anyone else that you're supporting in this, this kind of dynamic, what, what is like your, your approach to helping them not only navigate it, but make those, those key changes so all the momentum in their life can move in the same direction?
1: Well, part of it is waking them up to that. Some people get in the game and think that when they do this work we're talking about, Yeah. That, that it makes them impervious to challenges um, or you know, pitfalls, things like that um, and that's not the case there are certainly things we can do to get out of our own way to make the journey more effortless mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's there will always be things outside of us that will detract the most successful people in history are typically some of the biggest failures Mm. Mm. that's just part of it Elon I think has blown up something to the effect of like four or five rockets at this point (laughs) imagine the time and the money and the resources and the manpower that goes into building a rocket Yeah. and then you light the fuse on that bitch and it fucking blows up four times five times like, that's a lot. That those, it just one of those losses would be enough for most people mm. to pack it in and go home. Yeah. And Elon's like, nah, okay, back to the drawing
0: board. Yeah.
1: Let's do it again. Um, so, to prepare people for, and there's two sides of this, which is kind of funny because I don't hear many people talk about the second side that I'm about to bring up. But the mm. first side is conditioning that person for the inevitable punch in the face. Because mm-hmm. it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can have all the awesome beliefs and you can have mm-hmm. the, the the resolved identity and you can create and experience way more grace in life. Mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. totally true. Mm-hmm. And,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the inevitable punch in the face is going to happen. Yep. So what do you do when it does? Your, your ability to take the punches and to keep moving forward To take the punches with a smile on your face and to keep moving forward, that's a huge Mm. asset. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, there's an interesting side to this equation, which is the equal opposite, which is sometimes when things get really good, Mm. our tendency is to create drama. Yep. Because when things get too easy, there's no problems to solve. Especially if we grew up in a there's chaotic no, environment. Sure, yeah. sure. We we like some level of friction. Yep. Because that's how we know we're alive.
0: Mm, mm. You know,
1: you live high on the hog for too long and it's like it's boring. It's boring. Like like Alan Watts yep. talks about like, well, you know, if you if you were God and you could have any dream
0: Mm-hmm. you wanted mm-hmm.
1: you would probably start off with like the best of the best yeah, yeah. right everything this you don't perfect have. perfect life yeah in every way whatever that looks like for you and you would do that and let's imagine you could do that for any amount of time eventually you'd get bored yep and eventually you'd be like okay well we need some variety here yep so you'd throw in some wrenches and you'd throw in some plot twists and and possibly even some enemies right mm-hmm. some some things to shake things up to keep the sh- you got to you got to sharpen the sword you know mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron so challenges innately have always been a really great way for mankind to grow expand right to improve because it's necessity it's like you either triumph over the challenge or you die mm. So that, 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 what I just said, is embedded deep into our DNA. But it's no longer necessary for our evolution. Mm. Growth mm. is, growth is, mm-hmm. and some level of challenge, but challenge that is self-chosen uh, mm. rather than life having to throw it at us. So what happens is the subconscious is like, oh, you're, you're getting too lazy. We need to shake this up a little bit. We're going to throw some stuff at you. That's where it gets messed up. Uh huh. We want to remove ourselves from the equation as much as possible. So the other side of the coin that I that I the punchline that I'm getting to is sometimes the challenge people have is that it's too good. There's this struggle of like, I got I've I've achieved everything I want, and I, and I live in this world of abundance and flow and grace and synergy mm, and collaboration. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. They're like they're like looking out of the corner of their eye, like for the shoe to drop. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like wait, a minute, it's too quiet. Mm. It's too good, mm-hmm. and there's some anticipation of like something's got to go wrong. That's that mm-hmm. old reptile brain basically mm-hmm. saying like, look, you got to keep the, sh- the, the sword sharp, you know. And so there's this there's this phase of like acceptance no this just gets to be how it is life is going to throw plenty of challenges at me mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about whether those are going to happen or not I don't have to create the drama mm-hmm. it's part of the play mm-hmm. so I don't mm-hmm. I don't have to go out of my way I can just enjoy this yeah. and yeah. as funny as that sounds that's a big part of the game people start making more money than they ever have consistently all of a sudden it's like oh, now I'm doing what I want to do, living where I want to live, going where I want to go, creating what I want mm-hmm. to create. And it just gets so good that inevitably there's some type of bump in the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to not let that override the system, to acknowledge it, to to honor it, and to kind of keep moving forward uh, is is another side of that coin, which is that I... That, Mm-hmm. I've experienced personally and
0: with the yeah people that I work with. well this is a really great point you're bringing up and I think this is this is the counterbalance and from what I'm tuning into like the evolutionary perspective you're talking about of what had gotten us here is not going to get us there and what has served us is not necessary for our next stage in evolution just as a human being in, in his or her own skin and with all the stress and distress and anxiety and fear and doom and gloom and everything that's being bombarded on our nervous system, and the accumulated stress fractures—I I call it trauma. So it's stress plus time creates trauma, and the accumulation of stress over time creates a, a bundled-up trauma, and then you know that'll manifest in the body in a, a myriad of different ways. But just within our psyche, it's like we're pre we've become predisposed and almost like trained to anticipate the threat around the corner. It's like so do we create it, or are we anticipating it? Is it self induced? Is it is it partly psychic? It gets very hard to tell what the chicken or the egg is. I agree. So I'm here. So what I'm hearing from you is like, okay, there's there's that acknowledgement. Yes, it's been hard. Yes, this is the way things have happened all the way up to now, and it is a choose your own adventure story. You can have a completely different experience other than the reference points that you've had up to this point. And I remember when we went to dinner a couple weeks ago, you said your edge was about receiving, right? Yeah. I wanna I wanna go into that. Yeah. Well, I I think it it
1: starts, it's it's a micro macro conversation. For me personally, the question is, can I benefit from more, can I benefit from expanding my capacity to receive? And remember it's multidimensional, so that there's a number of questions within that, which is Mm. like, how much can I receive? What is the speed in which I can allow that to happen, mm. right? The number, uh, let's, if we're talking about money as an example, mm. okay, maybe in the past there was a certain number that I could allow, but my belief system was that it needed to take X amount of time. Yeah. Can I yeah. receive something that is the same amount in a shorter amount of time? Because certainly that's possible, right? There's no limit to what's possible. So it simply comes down to, can I get behind that? Mm. Okay, so there's how much, how fast. And then there is how graceful. How easy or hard does it need to be? So that's you, you can use money as, as, an, as an interchangeable example because you could easily um, switch that word for something like love. Mm-hmm. How much. Right.
0: Can you take When you have the money, then what do you want? Sure. You want the
1: love. Sure. Or maybe, maybe the maybe, yeah, maybe money is not your top priority. But it's everybody, it's Everybody's to some extent. To some degree, I would. Ag- yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm just saying that at, that receiving yeah. is an interchangeable conversation, right. meaning money, love. It's really energy that it's we're en- trying yeah. to receive. Yeah. Right? It's. Mm-hmm. I, I. think what it really that. I think what we're trying to receive is the Mm. message unto ourselves Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that we deserve it. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. And and that just manifests itself in different ways,
0: you know. Mm. But it's all
1: just us reflecting back to us that we're that we're worth it.
0: And we have different belief programs kind of entrained in particular areas of our life Mm -hmm. that are unique to us but are not so unique. Yeah. It's only our personal experience because we're the only one living in our own life. Sure. But it's not something that makes us special. It's not like no. this isn't universal. No. And I would I would say
1: that it actually makes you not special because everyone else has some degree of the same thing. And so, yeah. it's I. So for me personally, it's like, okay, to have this history of having this kind of like worthiness wound, if you will. Mm-hmm and and really shutting myself off from a lot of what I wanted to receive and so a lot of this also has to do with honesty Mm. what do you want remember oh that, that yeah well yep. that question is so hard for people to answer what do you want mm. because th- there's two answers there's like the answer that's like what fits within my beliefs and what fits within like what I think I deserve Mm based on the programs and the stories and the, the bullshit and the whatever mm-hmm. and then there's just like the mm-hmm. truth mm-hmm. if I could just let go of all the limiting beliefs, all of the limiting whatever mm-hmm. and just really be honest about what I want yeah. there's a different answer mm-hmm. and, I, and that's true for money that's true for love that's true for impact that's true for a number of different things yeah. so playing with that within myself Mm. how honest can I get you know how honest can I get so there's an honesty factor there's a how much factor there's a how fast factor there's a how gracefully factor and then that applies to my bigger picture of like most of what I desire to to do in the world as far as impact also relates to me being the greatest example of the behavior that Mm, I seek, being the role model yeah yeah um, because Roger Bannister broke the four minute mile right. yep and simply as a function of him doing it
0: hmm 22 other people the year he did it also did it like the observer effect the observer effect. It creates this like morphogenic resonance. It's it's absolutely insane. That's an interesting point. I never even thought about that from that perspective because you know, when we hear that story, people are like, oh yeah, now I believe I can do it. It's deeper than that. There's It's gotta be some kind of energetic quantum entanglement that oh, happens. 100%. Like it creates this evolutionary milestone and there's this energetic impulse that's now carried through and it has to be, it's partly physiological because that's a physiological thing that you train yourself to do. That's right. So it can't just be like a mindset shift and like, oh, I believe I can do it so now I can do it. Yeah. There's like there there is a there is some sort of catalytic effect in the field itself. It's it's crazy because the
1: even so you're right about the physical side. Obviously, somebody has to have the physical capacity to do oh, that. Right.
0: Yeah, that's right. But
1: the interesting thing is all the people who did it after he did it They technically could have done it already. Yeah. They had the physical ability, they just Mm. didn't have the mindset. Mm. And so he was like the catalyst to open that potentiality up. And it's wild. The the implications are nuts because it was one person. Right? It wasn't like this staggered, like, well, it had to happen by X amount of people and then it went quantum. Oh right. One person. And it was like, that's pretty wild. Mm -hmm. So. My desire from a receiving standpoint is to be a beacon for that, Mm. for not only myself, but other people. Mm -hmm. So that when Mm -hmm. they get in my atmosphere, they're like, damn, this guy, man, this guy just receives at a different level. Mm. Man. And then the longer they are in my atmosphere, the more they're like nothing against this guy but he's not special in the in terms yeah, of like yeah 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 yeah, like yeah. there's no magic here like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. open to that
0: yeah
1: maybe I could be too right and if that's all I do is just open that mindset of like maybe that's possible for me too mm. i've done my job mm mhm yeah and and dude what a what i mean again this in a world where we can be and do and have mm-hmm. and give mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only limitation is how how much of that can
0: I receive. The, how honest can I be with that? And this this is this is profound on many many levels. Um, speaking of opulent abundance, and just the awareness of it. Like as a nutritionist and giving like hundreds of lectures way back in the day on on just food and nutrition and health and awareness, like I would I would weave the information in some kind of inspi- inspiring story because I know that personal development and holistic health for me I n- I need to marry the two because they're because they're actually one and the same. Mm. Otherwise, it's some diet or something. It is stupid. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But I would make this point. I was like. Does anyone here recognize that this is the first time in human history that anyone can actually choose a diet? Like, before the 1960s, you had, like, you had spirulina and bulgur, weed, and whatever, whatever processed industrial food. Yeah. We, and people are arguing about this diet, and that time, like, guys, do you realize we've never actually been able to select a diet before? Yeah. It's never been a thing. Yeah. So the fact that we have coconut oil, do you know what it takes? How many coconuts have to be pressed to get a jar of coconut oil? Yeah. Like we live in the most opulent oh, yeah. times of abundance. For sure. But you know, it's like Tony Robbins says, we 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 live in a we how do you say it? We're 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 starving for wisdom. We're drowning in information, starving for wisdom. That's it. Yeah. And so it's like we don't even recognize it and it feels like we're maybe we're like overwhelmed with decision fatigue mm-hmm. and don't know what to do with it. Well, it's new. Much of where humanity is
1: is new to us. The age of abundance mm. is new. And so inevitably when a child learns to walk initially they fall. Yeah. That's a metaphor. That will always be the case. We Mm. will never get it right, right off the bat. Never. That's just the human process. If walking and talking and like, even relationships, just look at relationships, look at your curve, my curve (sighs) of relationships. Totally. Man, if I look back at some points in my timeline, I'm like, dude, I was fucking up, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. There's a growth there. You're yeah. never going to get it right the first time around, even if you get it mostly right, simply as a fact of like never had never had done it before. Yeah. There's always going to be a learning curve. Yeah. So when it comes to abundance, when it comes to grace, when it comes to expansion, when it comes to all of these things, none of that has been an option for more time mm, than mm. it has been an option.
0: Wow, right. So we're running a program that's like... The neural networks, are be- the synapses are being reestablished. That's right. Oh, so, this is good. So
1: we're yeah. in a phase of stumbling, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what does that mean we're on the way towards? Walking.
0: What, what just came to me when you said that is like, because there's literally a neuroplastic genic, restructuring and rewiring of our literal brain it's like that's that's the interesting thing with the self-sabotage patterns that try to intercept it it's not some nefarious thing it's just self preservation protection and they but the problem is they come in and disrupt the insulation of the new identity and the new neural network Mm -hmm. and so what just came to me is like delayed gratification patience discipline become even more important because now it's like i need to give my neurology enough time and space to properly myelinate the changes without going and throwing something in because i'm uncomfortable with the 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 process that's right that's exactly right and you see if you look at society today and you look
1: at a lot of the unrest yeah. There's almost no reason for it. Totally. I, I have this concept that I call recreationally offended. Ah,
0: yeah. It's like virtue signaling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of what's happening right now <laughs> is that we actually have it so good, so good. We have it so good. Yeah, totally that people need something, because they're not used to this age of abundance. They're not used to this age where everything is so good.
0: it's all gonna fall apart, Shannon. Can't you see around the corner in your Tesla? It's all falling apart. There's a big crack in the concrete over there, ready, just a gaping hole to swallow it all up. Yeah, It's, it's amazing that that's
1: where people's mind goes. Like you, you, you live in a world where you can yeah. literally be, do, yeah. have, and give yeah. everything, yeah. anything, yeah. and what people default is to, is to that there's something wrong or there's mm. something that that isn't right, or and it's not to say that there's not
0: things. But it's like this complaining energy. It's like this addiction it's, to it's, complaining, it,
1: it's, and it's it's an addiction to complaining. Yeah. And what it really is, I think. Mm-hmm. I have a hunch (laughs) that the idea of leaning into Mm -hmm. this current age Mm -hmm. and being and doing and having and giving (sighs) what's really in a person's heart is still just a little too radical. So instead of leaning Mm -hmm. into that, Mm -hmm. their priority, their energy, their intention, their attention gets funneled into something else. Now ironically the something else when you look at certain ways in which people fight against things and you ultimately look at the effectiveness of that mm-hmm. much of it falls flat. Yeah. So there's something happening there of like oh like at the at the deepest level in these people's minds it's like I have this opportunity to move towards all this beauty all this synergy all this expansion and mm. I'm gonna choose to go over here mm. where all my mm. efforts for the most part mm-hmm. are gonna lead to nothing
0: dude you're just I mean that's actually that's hidden home right now because I've, I've been able to track both sides of my own mind Like where it's like so many opportunities, so many business opportunities, so many things like every day I'm having a powerful conversation with someone I've known for years who's presenting me a perfectly aligned opportunity in a particular dimension. It's creating this symmetrical puzzle and watching it happen Mm -hmm. and then noticing like when it drops off and then the conversation stop and then seeing that open gap. And where it's like, oh, okay, nothing I do is gonna make a difference. This email, this post, this text, this call. It's like it's 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 strange. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just now just stepping back mm-hmm. as an energetic architect. Yeah. Instead of trying to make everything happen or fix everything, just stepping back, like, okay, there's an energetic reality to how my my external is showing up. Yeah. And there's a one for one. Mm-hmm. There's a me and then there's a it. There's a relationship. Yeah. And so I've I've just started to step back more, stop trying to control things mm-hmm. or grasp for things and just step back of like, okay, am I self-sourcing right now? Yeah. It's great when things are happening. It feels mm-hmm. good. It's good for it feels like my timeline is coming together. Yeah. And there must be some sort of like divine delay. Like I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, in other words, what I'm, what I'm recognizing is like, at least the meaning I'm making of it is that I'm being given glimpses mm-hmm. of potential, but it's like, you're not quite ready. Yeah. So you're still cooking a little bit. Yeah. Right. So in that space, that space is actually grace, but I'm get. but to your point, learning how to receive mm. Because if all these things happened all at once, I'm not ready to do that. Yeah, I, 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 I could get ready, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the legacy, that long term, that thing that I'm really, really wanting underneath the circumstances. So what I'm really wanting yeah. is that that legacy. Right. And so that's kind of what I'm. I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. Like I'm just, I'm just tuning into that. Yeah. Like that space. Well, what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that.
1: Despite all of the things in this season that you're really wanting, mm. what I hear you wanting the most is to be the type of man that can hold it all. Yes, you know, not just create it, but like yes. like a kingdom, mm. like hold it. You know, yeah. Um, because yeah, as man. you and I both know, the receiving. Is one aspect, mm. but the holding is another. Totally. And I think that, as as, as creators, as men, the ability to hold that mm. Uh, mm. is is paramount. Mm-hmm. Look at what happens to people who win the lottery. Oh, right. Within twenty-four months, gone. Why? Because their internal Mm, capacity mm -hmm.
0: to hold that Mm, is not there. Man.
1: Now, you hear about that often, but let's look at the other side of the equation Mm. that you don't hear about as often. Mm -hmm. Generational wealth. Yeah. You can't fuck with that. Right. It is so, the container is so foundationally solid Mm. that multiple generations of, of detracting and determined can't even make a dent in it. Right. And so it's these sides of the spectrum that it's important to understand. It's like, oh, most people look at people who have money and say, it'd be nice to have their money. Mm -hmm. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. That, again, that's synonymous with with love or or anything. They want to have the thing that they have. But the question is, who did they become? What they have to go through. In order to create it yep. and to hold it. Right, because yeah. if we could just give it to you, probably, probably, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a person as they are now can't hold it.
0: Oh, absolutely. So it's about being able absolutely. to discern
1: the difference.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I can tell you, man, from pure experience, mm-hmm. that even if I could grant you everything that you wanted right now, hmm. A if you didn't have the capacity to hold it, mm-hmm. I'd be doing you a disservice. Yep. And B, even if you could hold it, mm. the fact that you jumped the line.
0: Uh, did, 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 it's a character flaw. It's a, it's a, uh-huh. it,
1: it's a, you're, and it's not, so this, it gets interesting because yep. there is an yep. element of grace, the identity, there's where
0: this is this this is it right here bro this is it it's like I I would make this I would make this comment a lot about the law of attraction group and and I've fallen into this like in little moments but I never like as far as like God being a vending machine for all your desires and I think that's when the word God was replaced with the word universe and it became kind of interesting to me because it's hard for me to develop like a relationship with this thing called a universe. It became more like I don't know Algorithmic mm-hmm. and it became more selfish mm-hmm. like oh, I want this. I desire this so therefore I need to just Focus on myself and what I want mm-hmm. and at some point it's just going to come to me mm-hmm. but what you're saying is like really like spiritual maturity it's not the thing you want. A, it's the feeling. But beyond that, it's actually the person, the character, mm-hmm. is what you really want. That's right. The, to, to, to ultimately wake
1: up and realize that that is who you are, Whoa. the person
0: that not only created it, but that can hold it, that, that's a different level. Because then what do you do after you hold it? You want to give it you want
1: well you want to enjoy it of course certainly you want to enjoy which involves people it.
0: receiving and you receive yeah right I, i'm just now i'm asking you mm-hmm. because you've been on that spectrum you've had very little you have a lot yeah you're you're getting ready to get married to your your sweetheart yeah so after quote-unquote accumulating or receiving yeah. say money material wealth community whatever it may be what really is there? Like, what what do you receive? Like, in other words, what I'm asking is, like, do you feel that in your giving, you receive the most? Uh, I, I
1: certainly feel, well, I, I think that they're equal. Got it. I think that they're equal. Which is more important, breathing in or breathing out? The receiving is just as nourishing and enriching as the giving. There tends to be something in the human psyche that, that loves mm, to give, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's a little bit of just an outdated part of us because okay, we've, interesting. Done, we've done such a good job Because I'm a of, giver. like I, uh, that, That's my default. That's most people's default. Right. That's most people's default. And again, that's that's been part of the cultural narrative of the reason that most people are such good givers is because they're not great receivers. It's like a compensation. That's right. So it's like, yeah, giving feels really good, Mm. and it's like we're bankrupt in this other. I don't know anyone that's like Mm. that's that's like equal, like totally like balanced, right? That that is like, well, giving is better. They're like, no, I love I love both.
0: Because if you're equal, it's it's actually not even you. It's just an energy flow. Well, it's an energy flow. But
1: if one is more than the other then what you're kind of pointing to is that you somehow are less than. Oh, interesting. Which doesn't make sense. Interesting. Doesn't make sense. How could you Mm. receiving be less than Mm. someone else receiving?
0: Especially if if you understand the dynamic of giving, in order for you to give, contribute, you have to be able to self-source, which is receiving that's right uh, You have so like taking care of yourself nourishing yourself making time for yourself for sure doing all the things that we all know and talk about as far as like health and vitality goes yeah and how much of a challenge that is for people to like make an appointment for themselves oh yeah yeah big time the, the absolute most gangster
1: givers are the best receivers uh
0: huh because they give from a place of overflow. It's, it's, it's truly authentic. It, it, it's truly grace. It's great. Thank you. That's the word. It's truly grace. Yeah.
1: Because there's nothing pulling. There's no... There's no agenda. There's no agenda. There's no attachment to
0: getting. Mm. There's none of that. Look, if you don't have... If you're not resourced, there's going to be an attachment. Inevitably, it's not. You're not a bad person. It's just. It is what it is. Well,
1: if if you, when you give that which you do not have, mm. you turn those who receive
0: from you into thieves. I think I, I think I remember hearing you say that many years ago. Yeah. So it's true. Wow. Say that one more time. When
1: you give that which you do not have, mm. you turn those who receive from you into thieves. Wow. Yeah. And so it's about moving away from that Mm. to a more elevated exchange. Mm. Because if I give to you purely because I have a desire to give with no attachment to getting, then two beautiful things happen. You get the full expression of the giving with no weird energy of of like oh now I need to mm-hmm. you know there's no weirdness mm-hmm. so you get the actual thing that I'm wanting to give you but you're also getting an experience of pure grace of pure wow. unmerited favor like divinity yeah and so that much of the time can be actually worth more than whatever it is that you're giving to oh, a yeah. person
0: those little moments of just divinity, grace, spirit peekabooing. Well, let's think about it. This this is how I like to think yeah. about it. Who
1: did Who did Jesus hang out with the most?
0: The beggars, beggars, the thieves, prostitutes, prostitutes. The, the disenfranchised, the untouchables, the quote unquote lowest of the low. Right. But how did closest he to treat, the ground
1: closest to the ground <laughs> How did he treat them?
0: Was it- Absolute grace with total with total grace. grace. Wow! Right. Wow. So he made them feel
1: mm. like mm. they were worthy of being loved. Mm. That there was nothing wrong with them. That they weren't bad. They weren't broken. They weren't broken. That they were worthy of being loved. Wow! And that they were special. Wow! Man, what a gift! Wow! You couldn't give someone a better gift. Wow! And so if it, like. To imagine that you or I could somehow participate with that. Mm. You know? Mm. Because right right before he pieced out, what did he say? He said, Better works will you do? Mm-hmm. Right? So that that's like for me and you, that's like, oh right, like
0: he was onto something. Which that flies in the face of like the absolutist literalistic Christian Catholic. Yeah. We're all sinners. We all have to continuously repent for our sins. Yeah. God, you know Jesus was God incarnate. Right. Therefore we can never hope, sure, to live up to that. Yeah. Well, the, here's the
1: ironic part about that. I, I love this one. Yeah. My follow-up to that is, is simply two questions. Number one, we're all children of God, exactly, aren't we? Exactly. The answer is yes. Then, my follow-up question is, well, then, how is it that an apple tree can produce lemons?
0: Exactly.
1: It's impossible. It's literally impossible for an apple tree to produce
0: lemons. And if lemons. it is, that means it has a faulty program. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and so, there's, there's this big misconception of, of who and what we
1: are. Mm. And, mm. Um, yeah, it, it, it seems wild that an all-loving benevolent being could create something that was wicked and and sinful and terrible mm-hmm. that needed to be saved and all of this what mm-hmm. that would that would that directly points at that apple trees make lemons
0: which makes zero sense and has never ever been true in any example other than maybe gene splicing and genetic engineering and grafting maybe which is in human inter, you know gene no therapy just yeah. a whole other thing yeah so
1: so it's really the conversation is like, can we expand our ability to receive? Yeah And not necessarily because that makes us better givers, but, mm. but when it's time to give, it makes us better givers.
0: It's like the paradox of having no agenda yet having a, a, a noble intention. Yeah, that's right, right. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I'm how good can I receive life? Yeah. And that also means, the ups and the downs, mm-hmm. the left and the right, the the all the good it. and the bad, the positive and the negative, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a that's a key point for all this, especially like the spiritual community yeah. that hasn't fully been able to integrate mm-hmm. the the stuff of the heavens and the stuff of the earth, yeah, and come together. And I find it interesting that when you meld the word heart and heaven together, you get heart, or heaven and earth, you get heart. Mm. I think that's what this comes down to. Like, yeah. what's true in your heart?
1: Yeah, yeah. How how much can can you? How, how much? Remember um, remember the Grinch? Mm-hmm. At the, oh yeah. At the end, when Classic. his heart grows like ten uh, times, uh huh, uh huh. It's like how how open to that are you? You know, like change
0: the entire like biosphere.
1: Yeah, he was he at the end. He opened himself up wow. to something different. And it allowed his heart to grow. And what was possible for him after, remember, he lifts up the thing. Mm. What's Mm -hmm. possible when we allow more into our life is that we're capable of more. And it becomes this beautiful cycle. It becomes this beautiful self-fulfilling prophecy. So we allow more. We become more. We can do more. We can give more. And it all just kind of works with itself in that way.
0: So Alora asked me the other night, she's like, is there something that, is there, is there something in you that's afraid of being like world famous and like really like being that? And I didn't have a direct answer other than I was like, well, obviously, Mm -hmm. obviously that there, there is something there for sure. And it really just speaks to everything that we're talking about. Yeah. The truth and the desire, my heart, Mm -hmm. the capability. Mm -hmm the 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 proven development mm-hmm. of that capability mm-hmm. this this profound potential that's there, yeah, and then also the gap between who I believe I am mm-hmm. and that version of me coming into, you know, yeah, coming together. yeah It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder if it's just like for me, it feels like it just comes down to self-acceptance.
1: Yeah, it's a big, 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 big part of the game.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. How how deeply can you accept yourself? Mm. The good mm-hmm. and the bad. Mm-hmm. The bad tends to be where most people go, which is like, hey, I have these flaws, I have mm-hmm. these parts of myself that maybe are dark. Can I accept that? Because and especially in the spiritual conversation, it's all about love and light. Right. Right. Well, that's only <laughs> half the equation. Yep. literally..
0: Yep.
1: Half of the world at all times is in darkness. Mm. So how do you how do you manage that? you know It's like you know, again, we can, we can even use somebody like Jesus as an example. They're like, oh man, he was all about love and, and light. It's like, well, uh, have you read all, all? Yeah. Have you have you really all the studied stories, that really closely? Like all the stories, because yeah. if you read all the stories, mm-hmm. he led people into war. Mm-hmm. He busted into the bazaar and he's flipping tables and cracking whips and right. Mm-hmm. Like he ha- he had a side to him that was not so nice
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it was congruent with the path. Right. So there's a difference between right. having a dark side that pulls you away from what it is you're building or creating. Mm-hmm. That's where it becomes, that's where there is uh, conflict. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But to integrate the darkness. Mm. Because when he, remember, it was like you weren't allowed to do business in the church. They set up the tables, they're doing business in the church, and he comes in and he's basically like, this is against what we have agreed to. Flipping tables, he's cracking whips, he's like basically setting, you know, that was part of Yeah his initiative yep. that doing that was congruent with mm. everything he stood for mm. so mm-hmm. th- so the dark side tends to get a bad rap because for the most part people let it detract from what they're building or creating Right. so it gets labeled as like it's bad or it should be removed or that it should be transmuted or something mm-hmm. like that, it's mm-hmm. like no no mm-hmm. it just needs to get integrated mm. so that the light and dark work together right um, yeah that's mm-hmm. a that's a huge part of the conversation um, which is like that self-acceptance is like yeah I have a dark side and it's okay for it to come out sometimes mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't detract as long as it uh, obviously doesn't hurt other people and as long as it doesn't hurt me
0: Yeah,
1: I can make it work with me
0: Yeah, for me yeah
1: in that way mm. that's when it starts to get really cool the, the some of the most successful badass people I know myself included mm-hmm. some days mm-hmm. you don't know what side they're on mm. y- is this a good guy or a bad guy mm. you don't know you're not completely sure you look at the big picture at large and you're like okay seems like t- doing good things but like sometimes there's glimpses where you're like oh wait, this dude's dangerous. Mm. And to kind of like Jordan Peterson's yeah. you yeah. know perspective, it's like, yeah, good.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. you need to be.
0: You need to be. At
1: times. Yes. But not in a way that hurts other people and not in a way that hurts you yeah. detracts from what you're creating or building in a way that contributes to it. And so that's where the alignment is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so it's just one of those things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's also part of receiving. Mhm. It's all it's all wrapped up in that same theme. Yeah, for sure. Mhm. Mhm. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We've been sitting almost an hour in your Tesla. Yeah. It's been an amazing amazing deep dive in the blistering hot. Mhm. And there's there's so much more, but like this piece around receiving and just the the framework and the the journey that you took us on is so powerful and it's not something that I hear talked about in more of a, a holistic and multidimensional sense. Hmm. Usually just like very, you know, just receiving more money, receiving more love and it's kind of left at that. Yeah. But receiving our self mm-hmm. and then the other things become a natural consequence of us just living that, right? That's right.
1: Yeah. The, 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 if you want to knock over a thousand dominoes,
0: just focus on the first one. Mm. mm-hmm mm-hmm so you say that that's that's the number one yeah yeah for sure of all the people you've coached and every all the amazing entrepreneurs and and leaders and all the people you've been around yeah 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 is there is there any like practical tools or not str- modalities anything that you could find Or that someone could find helpful to actually, like, act on that. To have an experience for Mm themselves. I I really think it
1: just comes down to honesty. Mm. I know that sounds so simple. But I also like to make people's progress in expansion easier than not. Yeah. Um, Life is hard enough as it is. So to simply ask yourself, and it, and it doesn't mean that it's e- that the answers are easy or that the work is easy, but, but the questions are easy, mm-hmm. which is, what do I want? Mm-hmm. If I let go of everything that, that could potentially give me a less than completely honest answer. Mm-hmm. If just for a moment, I'm willing to give myself permission to go there. Just what gets illuminated alone in that moment is profound. Mm. And then to be able to take that clarity and follow it and to open to it. And I would even go as far as to say to be obedient to it. Because if that is desire, if we're being honest about what we deeply desire, and if desire is expansion seeking to express itself... Then following that can only serve us, mm-hmm. can only enrich us, can only expand us, deepen us. And then that leads to whatever good it creates in the world simply as a side effect,
0: mm. let alone the good that it creates in our own world. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautifully put. Mm. Well, this has been an honor and a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, where can people find more about you? Um, Instagram is great yeah
1: at Ask Shannon Graham
0: yeah and I know you're starting a space voyage psychedelic integration company mm-hmm. that's a whole podcast in of itself <laughs> yep Um, but as far as just big vision can maybe give everyone just a little just a little taste of that yeah um, well,
1: <clears throat> I founded Astronaut in 2021, and the idea is to carve out a niche in the space industry that I'm calling space transformation, which is essentially using space for change makers who want to elevate their perspective and then take that elevated perspective and channel it into some type of social good.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Shannon. Yeah, thank
1: you for having me.